Welcome to Reboot or Rewind, a podcast in which we talk about our favorite movies and TV shows and the reboots that are bound to happen. I'm Rachel. And I'm Ty. And let's rewind back to 2011 and watch Teen Wolf. What you talking about, You got it, dude. You little nasty. Before we begin today, I want to give a quick shout out to at Notorious KIB, Karina Blackburn, for correctly guessing our July episodes based on our Instagram post. If you want to take a stab at our August episodes, uh, just keep an eye on our Instagram this week for a post with clues to our August episodes. If you're the first to get it correct, then you will get a shout out as well. Um, that being said, Ty, how are you doing this week? Pretty good. I think when this um, episode comes out, it's going to be very close or just passing Sims High School. Sims 4 High School um, comes out. I am very excited for that. I've been watching like the play, the playthroughs and stuff that all like the at early access YouTubers have. And I'm, I cannot wait. I love Sims 4. I love all of the Sims, but. I play Sims for a lot, and yes. I yeah, this is a, a hotly anticipated uh, expansion pack. People have been calling for a uh, high school uh, revamp for a while. So is that all that's been going on with you? You've just been anti- sitting around anticipating the Sims 4 <laughs> Well, I feel like when this comes out, that's going to be like the forefront of my mind. Like, have I played this? Am I ready to buy it? Like, I'm ready. But other than that, like, you know, school stuff, I have been, I've been keeping my promise of, you know, doing some school stuff. So that's a, that's a good thing, I guess, but it's boring. Who wants to hear about stupid grad school? (laughs) I do. Um, But we got two of our good friends here who are fans of the show that we're talking about this week, super fans of it. So um, we're very appreciative of their help since I have never seen, or I had not seen the show before. Uh, so without further ado, let's bring in Cami and Brooke. Woo! Hello. Before we get into it, Ty, um, would you mind prefacing this conversation with a description of the show Teen Wolf? I will be delighted to. Uh, so Teen Wolf is a American supernatural drama television series that aired on MTV from 2011 to 2017. It is loosely based on the 1985 film with Michael J. Fox. The show revolves around Scott McCall, a high school student living in a physical, fictional California town of Beacon Hills. The first season showcased him trying to balance his new identity identity with day-to-day teenage life and as the series progresses with the help of his friends he must protect his hometown which he learns is a beacon for supernatural activity drama chaos ensues (laughs) (laughs) weirdness ensues Mm -hmm. so i know um you guys all watched the show when you were like when it was actually on tv right Yes. So yeah. what was, because yeah. I, that was not part of my life at the time. So what was y'all's like initial kind of introduction and general opinion of the show? Do you remember it? I, I remember the day vividly that 
the premiere came out because it was immediately after the MTV Awards. Yes. <laughs> and I had been watching the MTV Awards and I'd seen all the commercials and obviously they kept playing the commercials for it during the awards. And then it just came on directly afterwards and I watched it and then was like, okay, why are people so hot? And that was it. That's all the introduction I needed. Yeah, I think it actually came out right after I had graduated from high school because I graduated in 2011. And I forgot about it being right after the VMAs. That's so funny because that just brought back such a vivid memory of that. Because I remember, like you said, I remember all the promo for it. They pushed it so hard because I think it was literally the first scripted television show that mtv ever did um like aside from you know everything up to that point had been like reality series so this was the first deal and like jeff davis was coming from criminal minds like he had been doing tv he left that to come do this so it was kind of like this big deal and i remember watching that first episode and i didn't keep up with it initially i think it wasn't actually until the end of season two um 3a first coming out that i was actually watching it weekly again and and at that point, like I had kind of hyper fixated on the backlog and was really into it for like a few years where it was like, that was my thing. Did you guys find the series a little scary or is that just me? Because maybe that's why. <laughs> Rachel, I thought about that when I, I was about watching it. I was like, this is why Rachel didn't watch this because it was intentionally made to be scary mm, yeah. and it was like some of the things like now we're watching it they're not as scary but like when they first came out it was kind of freaky for like a teen show yeah um voice styles is fucking terrifying like i mean i know you know we could go into like a hierarchy of of the seasons because people do that a lot with teen wolf because people have very strong decisions i mean um, opinions about which is their favorite season but season 3b was terrifying it's, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I think especially season three, there's a there's a definite tonal shift at yeah. the start there, even in 3A. And then 3B is kind of like dealing with the consequences of 3A. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one reason why it's so good is because you're seeing that darker side of it. You know, it's not always a happy ending. They are actually having to deal with the consequences of something that they did without knowing fully what it might bring on to them. But even in, I think that was one thing that really surprised me when I rewatched it was the first and second season, how early on there is that really prevalent through line of like psychological horror. Mm -hmm. Like, I think especially in the first season, one scene that stands out to me with that is um, Jackson and Lydia at the video store um, where she's in the car and he's like the only one in the store um, and like the lights go out. It's like really cheap in certain ways to rewatch it because like of course the CGI is you know it's 2011 MTV budget so whatever but there is really scary moments there and it's like mm -hmm. yeah oh shit <laughs> like there's there the stakes aren't exactly low even early on yeah. so it's definitely it's definitely got horror and I think that's probably also why I liked it a lot at the time i mean i i understand the appeal of it because i, I don't think we were seeing a lot of shows that were uh targeted towards teen that have teens that had that level of horror in it mm. um at the time so i can definitely see the appeal it's not my cup of tea um particularly i like the drama and i think you know 
season one is the tamest, but even there were some scenes in season one, like you said, I mean, the video store scene, that was the point where I knew I could not be watching that at night. Um, so I had to stop. <laughs> but like, even in season one, like when Jackson's like having those hallucinations, I remember a scene vividly where he's looking in the mirror and the, the, the werewolf claws come out of his mouth or something. I'm like, this is not, this is too much. Um, and then I jumped forward to season five and see like Lydia in this Eichen house mental hospital. I'm like, I'm terrified. I'm terrified. <laughs> yeah. It got yeah. scarier. But the a lot of scary monsters in this show. And just, the, they had did a really good job of building those scenes of like apprehension. Like those scenes in the, any scene in the locker room when the lights went out, it's like, what's about to come around the corner? And it's, mm-hmm. it's very thriller, very thriller vibe. I think... It's also because they chose mythical creatures that were terrifying because like vampires are terrifying, yes, and you know, witches could be, you know, terrifying, but that's kind of things that we've really seen. But you're talking about like chimeras and canemas and, and windows. Yeah, and like all that stuff. Like no one no one else was doing those type of creatures. <laughs> they were going into the Rolodex. But yeah. So who was people... Well, before we go just into depth about the show, did anyone see the 1985 version? No. I have, and it's very interesting because it's such a total shift. <laughs> like, it's like one of those things, it's like, how did you get this from this? Uh, besides the premise, even yeah, the premise it's is different. <laughs> a teen who's a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, the name Scott is the holdover, and that's like literally it because he even plays a different sport it's not even basketball yeah. <laughs> it's lacrosse which i think is still a really funny choice i'd seen the movie i like it i mean it's team werewolf it's very simple very silly mm-hmm. but like you said it's definitely a huge tonal shift because i mean even just the pilot of team wolf like it's not the same vibes i mean they're out looking for a body in the woods in the middle of the night like there's immediately like that horror and that creepiness that is just not present in the movie mm-hmm. Isn't um, Coach Finstock, isn't he in, in the original movie? Is he? I don't, the, oh, the I guy, know. That. Or at least the guy who played him. I was reading something where he's like, he, it says one of the only characters in the show that was in the original movie. Oh, wow. Well, transitioning from like Coach, which is, of course, a beloved character. Who is like your favorite or least favorite characters? Is that even a question, Ty? It's obviously Styles. <laughs> Is there anyone better than Styles? No. Um, yes. If you have another answer, it is incorrect. incorrect. Okay. 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 I will. He stole the I show. Will. I will. It was go not away. About, you have to admit that, like, every season, like, that show was not supposed to be about Styles. The no, show, he was no. supposed to be the comedic side, yeah. like, hustle, like, guy. And Dylan O'Brien stole the show from like episode one where like they finally gave him like the spotlight in 3b because he's a fantastic actor mm-hmm. and he just brought like so much heart to some of the scenes some of the scary scenes some of the like the really emotional scenes all around styles no question he has the range she has the range because like exactly yeah. like you said like he brought so much to that and like even to begin with when it's just the comedic relief like almost sidekick character the natural like 
comedic like timing and like the body comedy he brings to it the facial expressions makes me think very much of someone like Jim Carrey where it's just like a very natural like comedy as far as like all of those aspects kind of coming together but at the same time he's not ever been just that like even early on you get those glimpses of him of he's the one figuring things out he's the one figured out that Scott was turning into a werewolf like Peter wanted to turn him that's he wished he had bitten you know Styles instead of Scott because he was like well you're smarter and like all of those things lead up to the fact of you know yeah he was the star of 3b because he had the chops for it but also like it made sense for something to target him and want to use him because he wouldn't have ever been you know the main suspect in someone's eyes like goes under the radar but then at the same time should have been the one that people targeted first to try to take out because he's the one that like not only is the heart of it that brings everyone together but like is is the guy in the chair figuring things out and like doing things and like the whole thread of, you know, figuring out from his dad, how to do like the investigative stuff. And then that kind of being where he goes in the end, I thought was really good because he was so good at that. And like, you have the seasons where he's, you know, episode two, Oh, that's the bad guy. And no one believes him. And, no one and then the him. end of the season, guess who's the bad guy? The one that he said was creepy all along. That character is just such a good character. And I think a lot of people related to him too, is mm-hmm. the thing. I I like Styles. He, of course, he's like the best acting, but if I say my favorite character, if I, especially if I can't pick Styles, it's probably his dad. I, I love his dad. His dad is the best. <laughs> I was going to say Mama McCall as well. Like their parent, uh, it's just, they're just so good. But also once he finds out and he could be a part of the world with them. Yes. He's great. He, he's, a, he's fatherly when he needs to be. He brings the action. He brings the care. He, you know, shows Styles what he needs to be doing. Um, he's a great father figure to Scott. Like we love him. We love him. I love the moments with him and Scott. Yeah. Well, Rachel, since, you know, you're new to the show, we have so many years about this, but what about you? What's your favorite? I mean, I I don't know if I have a necessary, like, pull towards it. I mean, I just did a a cursory consumption of the show over a week, so I don't necessarily have an emotional connection to any of them. Um, I think I went into it knowing that Styles was everyone's favorite because I was on Tumblr when I was a, a teenager. <laughs> I knew that the Dylan Bryan of it all. And I I think he was cool. And I'm not going to say I didn't like him, but I also like he was normal. I I don't know. There were so many interesting people around him. And he was like the sidekick. I don't know. <laughs> and I guess because I didn't I didn't watch all of the seasons, maybe I didn't see those more endearing moments. But in season one, I kind of felt bad for him because Scott was really mean to him sometimes and treated him pretty horribly. And so I kind of felt bad for him like that. But I don't know. I get the appeal of it, but I wasn't necessarily like, oh, my gosh, Styles is so great. Scott, I didn't really like Scott much. He was a very passive protagonist. I liked um, Lydia because I like how they didn't just spring on you. Oh, she's super smart. They like, like wove in those grains, like from the very beginning, like she knew how to make a firebomb and she just kept saying things in ways where you're like that you're smarter than you lead on. And so I like how they slowly develop her and she becomes, she goes from this kind of superficial a little bit to like really caring about people. And I like her growth. Um, but all the other, like Allison plain, 
boring <laughs> didn't like her um malia could do without her um <laughs> we're gonna be talking about, we talking about so all the other main characters is just like i don't know but again it's probably because i had such a cursory consumption of it that i didn't get the more endearing uh heart-wrenching moments mm-hmm. uh with them what was your guys' least favorite characters because mine was theo theo could kick rocks uh don't look at me like that brooke no 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 i'm agreeing with you like i don't like him either i i'm i had a couple as far as like least favorite characters there's different reasons for a lot of them i think a main thread for me personally is villains that weren't handled well whether it be like Mm -hmm. lost potential or you just kept bringing them fucking back (laughs) yeah he's literally on my list because here's the thing it's like Part of me wants to love Peter Hale. I think there's moments where he's an interesting character. In season one especially, I think he's a very sympathetic villain. Because, like, before they do a lot of extra shit or, like, retconning or anything, like, the whole Hale family fire storyline where everyone's like, oh, it was an accident. And, like, the pieces of the puzzle falling into place as far as who was getting taken out, like, how they were, you know, intertwined. And then also, like, the whole thread with Kate Argent, like, I think that's a really good, like, murder mystery storyline. I think his intentions or like his motivations there make a lot of sense like that revenge that final scene where he's like apologize and she does and he still rips her throat out love it love it big fan i fucking hate k argent i hate k argent <laughs> i think there could have been some really interesting things done there if they didn't make her a pedophile and never talk about it because mm-hmm. the whole thing with her and Derek, they Crazy. kept retconning in and aging up that character retrospectively because people realized how creepy it was and they didn't want to deal with it. And then yet you get to season four where she turns him back into a 15-year-old and kisses him while he's a 15-year-old and she's almost 40. Ew. That clarifies something for me because I, when I was watching season one, I knew that in the beginning, Derek said that he wasn't in the fire because he was at school with his sister. He was at school. And then, and then when Kate's torturing him, she talks about the wild sex they had and how he led her to the house to burn down. And I was like, okay, so he wasn't in school because that's not possible. And then now you mentioned the pedophilia thing and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. So he was in school. He was a teenager. She had to have been an adult, right? Yeah. She was okay, like at least yeah. 20. So that clarifies yeah. something for me. Yeah, Kate sucks. Kate is not. And she has this weird murdery thing for like no reason. Like what did anyone do to her? And then path. the wear jaguar thing. Was that Dumb. ever explained why Come she on. became a jaguar and not a werewolf? Dumb dumb a little bit bit. at a certain point they get really loose with the lore because they're trying to add in more things and bring in more things and like they don't pay all that much attention to things they've said before but there is this one thing with like i think with her it was like um the claws going deep enough in like uh the claws you can turn different than like if you're bitten and then also they tried to like say it was along the same lines of like how with Jackson turning into the cannibal, like it reflects what's inside you. So like she was already kind of more of a monster, but at the same time, it's like playing with that, like 
the mythology of like the church that may end up in Mexico. And I don't know how she's supposed to be connected to that. Like, I don't know how she's supposed to be connected to that at all. Yeah. Cause I mean, she's not native from Mexico whatsoever. She was, you know, werewolf hunter family. So like, it's also just stupid at that point. It's the, it's the downfall of this show, to be honest, because I honestly like rewatching it. I was like, this is good shit. Like, not gonna <laughs> lie. Like I can rewatch it and be like, this is so good. But they, it almost doesn't make sense because as the seasons progressed, they were able to bring in different lore and different like outside like villains, right? Because it started with like the Argents and like the evolution of like all that. But like they kept coming up with really good ideas, but bringing back the same villains. And yeah. mm-hmm. it's it's almost like I don't I don't get and they always would drop it like it was like a bomb like a like a whoa like oh look this person's back and like she comes every season time, you're just like that person's supposed to be dead thanks for bringing them back like <laughs> yeah thanks Th- there was more that you could have done but yeah I mean, so K- Kate is the worst character she's my least favorite character and solely because they brought her back so many times and the same thing with Malia like when they made her a hell like that she's Peter's daughter I was like okay and oh. like this has ended the way that they interact with each other it brought nothing into it it was just oh she's connected to them so she could open up this thingy it's like okay it was but so stupid. it was like nothing came about it but um what I think is interesting, and I think you, we already talked about it, the, like the intense online presence of this show had, as Rachel had mentioned that she was on Tumblr during this time. Um, and so she saw it. So she saw it like not, like organically just being on Tumblr. And as someone who was a child professionally always on the internet, I feel like I was more addicted to this show because I was on Tumblr and I like I was like ingrained with it. And I think this also goes into why I have very, very strong opinions about the relationships on this show is because I had to defend myself on Tumblr multiple times. Um, but yeah. Oh God. Rachel, All the relationships. I think that's the other reason that like mm-hmm. people our age were watching it. It's just because number one, everybody was insanely good looking. A little like disturbing how insanely good looking everyone <laughs> was. But like so many couples in so many random stories. And even in the later seasons, it's hilarious because you're like, so somebody's out to kill you again, but you're having sex in the shower. And I'm like your priorities are not in order. You are showing me you're a teenager right now. Also, as an adult, I'm like screaming at the TV, like, use protection. I'm like, I agree. Watching as an adult, the like that aspect of it stood out a lot more because I was like, I didn't remember the, all this being in there. Although, to be fair, a lot more of it was the later seasons that I didn't watch because, like, uh, like Scott and Malia and uh, uh, like around that time. Gross. That was another reason I didn't like it away. begin with. It's like, from the beginning, the way that, like, writers just use her character, like, in certain ways, I wasn't a fan of. Like, mm-hmm. her and Styles sleeping together in the basement of Eichenhaus when he's, like, not aware of what's real and what's not, mm-hmm. I wasn't a fan of. Did not care for that, personally. And I thought there were things about her that could have been really interesting, but, like, those were forgotten about just to use her as, like, a relationship foil. The way to age as an adult watching the show, I forget yeah. a lot of this. So first, you know, going back to the whole Tumblr thing, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, but also like Derek and Style, like Steric fans 
talk about like an age gap. Like he was, he was canonically at least 26 because he graduated or he was like 24, but he graduated in 06. And the show takes well, play. And, and that's they could have retconned. They could have well, retconned that, it. Yeah. Because yeah. that's when people started figuring out like how much Derek's age changed because writers figured out how creepy things were because the original script for the pilot leaked and Derek was 19. I mean, even in the 19 when they first meet Derek Styles says, oh, I know that guy. He's a few old, a few years older than us. Yeah. 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 So like theoretically they could have been in school with him at the same time and known him. So like, I think that's like a thing that people started pointing out because like all those arguments and discourse. (laughs) or whatever because like it does get a lot creepier when like you know a couple seasons later Derek's you know more than 10 years older than people but like a lot of that depends on well you know which age of the show are you using because they change that because they realize how creepy they were there are some characters though that like even without the age like for example you remember there was a there was a point in which Lydia and Jordan Parrish yeah. were kind Marish. of a thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, that was a big thing. She was a, big a deputy too. and she was still in high school. Yeah. Like, I did not see any explanation. And they were like, she's 18. I don't care. She's like... She was not 18 then. Yeah. She was not 18 then. Yeah. That's a very 2000s I, teen show thing, though. Because, yeah, like, exactly. We consumed a lot of TV back then that really romanticized uh, high schooler and adult relationships in a very unhealthy way. I mean, Pretty Little Liars, that one of the couples exactly. we were supposed to be 100% behind was a high school oh, girl and her okay. teacher. Yeah. Um, and Ooh. that's like, yeah, so that is that was sold to us a lot and really done. I mean, Degrassi did it. A lot of teen shows did it. Also, like going into the relationships and stuff, the queer baiting that happened on this show I was is kind say. of ridiculous because I just remember vividly, I think it was the Teen Choice Awards, and they said outright, the Tyler Hecklin and Dylan O'Brien was like, we will kiss on screen if we win this award. Like, they literally said that outright because people have to, you know, vote in. Yeah. And so they were pl- playing on all these teenage girls who love their ship together that, oh yeah, we're going to make this happen. Just like, if you uh, make this happen, ooh. we're going to like give you what you want. Even though I was a very strong studio fan. I mean, I, you couldn't convince me, but I love me some styles and Lydia, but it, that is really weird. And then also kind of like making like a, like, like it's really interesting. This, this going into it because like, also, um, style also maybe being bisexual, the way that that was played up for laughs as well. Like, I all would the like time. to speak on that. Yeah. <laughs> like, a lot uh, of the times that they, like, put that, like, that stuff forward, but was played on laughs and stuff. It was kind of interesting. Straight up. No, because Teen Wolf, like, you hit on a couple of things that are extremely, I think, poignant and true as far as, like, it makes me feel so much better when someone else is like Teen Wolf and queer baiting. Cause then I'm like, okay, I'm not just fucking crazy. Like, cause like, I think at the same time too, like retrospectively, like I now know that like, oh, I'm bot. That's not something I knew at the time. I was originally a huge fan of this show. So especially with 
the the by styles thing and that was something that i was like oh wow that could be really cool and like retrospectively i understand like why you know in my brain that was really cool and i was really appealing to that because it was like it made sense to me and i didn't know why at the time but then like you know as an adult watching it like it is so obvious how much they were like it was intentional queer baiting where you're at one point you know using that to get the viewership get people involved with the show and get your show awards and like noticed and things because your fans are going to go vote for it but then every time you actually have the opportunity to follow through on that storyline it is played as a joke it is played as like, you know, something that's never going to be mentioned or brought up again. Cause there's literally that part with styles and like one girl and he, she, she like her girlfriend had just died and they're at like a rage together and she kisses him. And he's like, Oh, like, you know, I thought you were into girls. She's like, yeah, I am. I'm into boys too. And she's like, are you? And he's just like, he's like, like the face that Dylan O'Brien pulls is a very interesting face in that moment. Cause it's like, almost like, Oh, I'd never thought of that before. And then it's just, it's never brought up and like you do have like these other characters that are canonically queer so it's not like it's something that they were afraid to do so I think that's why for this show I've never really understood that excuse but like just all of that to say that like there's so much that could have been done that just wasn't and I don't understand the reason why because they were doing it in other places Yeah, and I think it's especially especially bad to see them kind of utilize that queer baiting as a marketing thing when they like they know that uh, at least they should have been aware that at that time I think Tumblr teens, even though like ship Tumblr was so toxic and like I don't want to support it because like literally anytime they saw a friendship they were like this has got to be romantic, um, but like I think teens were doing it because they like especially LGBTQ teens were just craving representation on TV, mm-hmm. like, craving it, and yeah to like manipulate that and use it rather than like just satisfy that and and say, okay, I I do appreciate how later in the series, they actually do uh, produce like well-developed queer relationships at the forefront, Mason and Corey. Um, And then to bring Jackson back, I I do appreciate that they kind of had a better way of handling and actually putting those real authentic queer relationships at the forefront rather than kind of like hinting and teasing. It didn't seem, and I also kind of thought they treated Danny as a joke a little bit in season two. Like he was just, it was just a lot of like styles saying like, do you find me attractive? And like, and like getting him to like help him track a phone by like showing off Derek's like having Derek take his shirt off around Danny and um, just making jokes about Danny. So it was a little bit like, it felt like a, a joke, but nothing too bad. So good for its time. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, that's the same. That's it. Yeah. I, before we like go off of what I'll talk about, I just want to justice for Boyd and Erica, uh, Erica Boyd got done dirty. Um, talking about the lack of diversity of this show is really hard because I love this show so much, but the black characters are kind of, they fall in very two different tropes. Either you have Boyd and Mason who are there, but they don't really do that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then you have Deacon, aka the Magical Negro. And then you have, I cannot even remember her name from the last Tamora. season. Tamora, thank you. For the last season, who's a straight up villain? Like they just can't. Monroe? This, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. it's just like, yeah. I feel bad I, for all of them. 
like when I look back on it, I love it and I will always watch it. I think I I fall this under my gossip girl in my glee brain where there are some problems and I know that these are problems and I but I still cannot stop not watch it. Like I can't not watch Team Wolf every like couple of years, especially like every like other year. I'll go and I'll rewatch it all and I'm just like. And then when I get to season six, either I make that constant effort of if, <laughs> if I'm going to watch it, the answer is always no. I watched it the first time. I don't have to watch it again. But um, but Rachel, uh, when you were watching your, like, you know, the show, what what was your favorite scenes or what, like, going back to, like, good stuff that happens on the show, what was your, like, big takeaways or, like, favorite scenes and stuff like that? Um, I like when Allison died. Um, <laughs> I... <laughs> like in a like in like I happy that she died or like the way that they emotionally paid it. I off, think it was even just a long time was... coming. I think yeah. it was just a a bit of a relief. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't like that they did Isaac that way. Like he was, she was literally proclaiming yeah. her love to. Yeah, but that God, like she like she wasn't dating Isaac. Never really <laughs> felt like. Um, really established yeah really established or recognized so i don't know i was more sad for scott and it's like that wasn't even i think that's because don't they have her die in his arms yeah yeah so um i don't know i was just like over that completely but you never can move past it because scott will not move past it for the entire series um so i don't know maybe it's just because like I, I it was also one of the only authentic deaths in the series because all the other deaths it's like you kill them but then they're back you think they're dead, <laughs> but they're back. And she actually like stayed dead. And I appreciate that. Cause I was like, if you're going to kill a character, kill a character, you can't get the, get the sell out of, of killing a character, get the drama and intrigue of killing a character and then not actually commit to it. You can't have your cake and eat it. So, um, mm-hmm. so like That's all kill, them. kill those characters. So I appreciate that it was an actual death. Like, it, and it was, it was an actual kind of real turning point emotionally for the characters too. I, I love a good death. I'm, I mean, I'm a huge supporter that all the, all the, harry hermione and ron should have died in harry potter so like i like a good death a good main character death um yeah i mean i i mean not too much stood out to me uh in terms of favorite scenes because i did watch it so quickly and so fast uh but i think the scene um with lydia in the mental hospital uh is very interesting because it builds a lot of intrigue i think it's interesting how they kind of try to tell it almost through flashback like she's kind of recounting how Mm -hmm. what all happened to her friends that season um so that was interesting i don't know if i can remember uh, much else that stood out to me but rachel did you watch the um what is it motel california like episode (gasps) where they're in the motel where everybody's like committing suicides or had committed suicide yes because the end of that episode is probably one of the the best scenes in the entire show just like style talking to scott and just being like if you're gonna die like you're taking me with you because you're my brother like (laughs) Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm -hmm. or like when obviously all my favorite scenes in all styles big surprise but like him telling Lydia, like, remember, I love you. Look, I can't. Oh I'm, I'm serious every time. Like, I can't. So funny. I feel like one of my favorite scenes was also when they were all forgetting about Styles and Lydia was gun hole. Like, this man existed. Mm-hmm. And she throws the lacrosse jersey to his dad. And then and you get the whole oh. thing about his name and how that he couldn't say it. So they had to just call him Styles. 
as someone who loves the sheriff so much, I was like weeping. I was like, this is what I needed. I the, the series could just end right now and I'll be happy. Um, I think I think that was one reason that 6A actually kind of brought me back in after season five and then before 6B being so bad is because like with that whole thread, like seeing the sheriff's wife, like having her as mm -hmm. the character almost replace Styles, and then like he has to give that up to mm -hmm. like bring him back. That was really good. And they did a good job with it. Like he, that was really well acted, I think by him and Libya, like you were saying, cause like it, cause when they go visit his dad to try to get those answers and like he goes into talking about like more of his own past and like his relationship with his father, it was actually really good. Um, that I think the the Motel California scene was also one of one of my favorites because like you said you get that like really emotional like conversation between Styles and Scott and like it's something that like has been mentioned before but actually having them like say it so out loud and so definitively like they are brothers like they're more than just best friends like they've been best friends for so long like they're so uh they love each other, you know? And I mean, they care about each other so much. Like that's the whole reason that like they've gone through half of this is to make sure that the other one's still okay. Um, it's really good. I think mm -hmm. the other like of my favorite scenes would be uh, ones where you get like that horror coming through more. So like, I think one is, uh, I really like the night school episode in season one mm -hmm. where they're all trapped in the school oh, um, yeah. and they're like running around and like you keep seeing like glimpses of the preacher in the hallway. I thought that one was really, really good. And then, um, you know, like the, the massacre in the hospital at the end mm -hmm. of 3B where you have like void styles coming through. I really liked, there's certain ones with the music choice that I was always a really big fan of. So I think in that scene, they have like a, a creepy slowed down version of uh, Bad Moon Rising, which I freaked out because I was like, werewolf song. When, when Styles calls Scott's mom, his mom, when he like has to get put under because he can't sleep, cried. Oh. I cried. He's like, oh, wow. thanks, mom. And I was like, oh, <laughs> here's the tears. Here's the tears. They, they knew how to get me. They knew that this 20-year-old girl is, is going to cry for this. Um, but I mean, like, I feel like all the... I, I like it when the show got, like, really... When, or when, um, when Scott's mom was talking to him about anchors and how you just need to be your own mm -hmm. anchor. Like, I, I like that, like, conversation as well. So... Because I was like, after Allison died, and he was like, I, I don't know what to do. And she like, be your own mm -hmm. anchor. You gotta, you gotta pull your, you gotta pull yourself up. Um, and he never did. <laughs> Speaking of Scott's mom, though, that reminds me of uh, another scene of when her and Chris Argent, Allison's dad, kissed for the first time. Yeah, like, they sure did. I'm, they I'm sure glad did. They got together. Yeah, um, but that's only because Sharon got with his actually wife. <laughs> But we that's actually get an Argent McCall like couple at the end that I was like, all right, it's going to be mm -hmm. the parents, not the kids. I'm here for it. <laughs> I was a little worried at the very beginning when I saw in the uh, pilot, there's no Scott's mom is not in the pilot. Uh, so I was like, wow, this show is going to have be focused on a teenager and then the parents are never going to be there. But then it, it ends up becoming a show where the parents, I mean, I, are fighting alongside the kids by the end. Um, but yeah, I know I like, I, I really liked Chris Argent and Melissa McCall. 
Um, and I like that he was a very believable antagonist to protagonist transformation um, because yeah. the entire time he stayed consistent with his moral code of we only hunt those who hunt us. Uh, so I thought that was really well done. Yeah. Same. And you know how like the other like thing about the parents and why they're so cool in the show is because usually in these kind of like situations when the parent finds out about something, they want to take control you know, because they're like, I'm the adult in the situation. Like, I'm going to do this. And the parents in this were wildly supportive. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like Melissa and Chris and all of them, they were like, all right, so the kids know what they're doing. How can I help? Not mm -hmm. how can I take, like, over the situation or how can I tell you what to do? Like, it was always an acceptance of, like, their role in, in it and doing what they do best which is support them but also realizing their limitations and i don't think it was because they were human it was just because they understood that the kids know better um so that was rare but like really refreshing in the show yeah and i think an interesting like point where you see that so clearly is when it's juxtaposed against adults who don't do that in the show mm -hmm. like i think a good example is when scott's dad shows up he has a much harder time accepting that he doesn't know what's best. So he needs to just sit down, keep his mouth shut and let other people handle it. And like seeing that, cause I think Melissa actually is like the one who is like, you just need to leave it alone and like tells him. And like, you see that very clearly kind of one-to-one -one how much the other parents don't do that. I mean, I mean, and also just how they close ranks on him. But speaking of the parents and like all that stuff, it also just, the show as a whole how do you guys think about the movie that's coming out because it's supposed to come out this year so are you excited i'm not excited because two of my favorite people are not coming back but i will Wait, still watch it back? styles isn't coming back styles is not coming back and kira's yeah. not coming back which are one, like, one of my two favorite when was but, kira gonna ever come back she wasn't even in the yeah kira's not coming but, back. i mean kira they, yeah. people really <laughs> wanted I, I, I think the thing was like people really wanted just to know what was happening with Kira because mm -hmm. talk about diversity that like they just like just the, oh mm -hmm. she's going into the desert and that was to go learn her powers yeah <laughs> to go learn her powers and that was it and people really was like when they found out about the movie like everyone was like the one thing we want is Kira to come back like mm -hmm. everyone knew that Styles wasn't, wasn't gonna come back like it was kind of like you don't know, and but also Theo's not coming back either. But thank the Lord because he was. Oh horrible. my God! Yeah, I don't give a <laughs> shit about Theo. No one cares about Theo. But, Do we um, know for a fact? that Dylan O'Brien is not coming back or if he he's going to come in and do like a scene or I like think he's going to do a like, scene he I did an he... interview and he said he it, it just it did not work out and he he and he felt like his character had a really good end and he does not want to be part of it he he says he's going to be there to see the movie on the first night but he does not want to be part of it or he's he's very happy about not being part of it <laughs> I, think, I think this is amazing he could, he could be could pulling be an Andrew Garfield. He could be pulling an Andrew Garfield. Let's just say that. I mean, Ooh, it'll be months. difficult to not have him, but I, I, they'll probably just explain him away. Maybe have a phone call that Scott's on where he's talking to Styles. Oh, God. Um, God. But the fucking I, I, voicemail. I think uh, maybe the movie, too, couldn't afford Dylan O'Brien's asking price, too. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, he's the popular. biggest star to, come, uh, to be coming back for that, potentially. So I think that and also probably just like him just not wanting to like like that chapter is closed. He's yeah. moved on. Uh, but 
I, because I mean, honest to God, that's my biggest problem with season six is Styles is not there. And I think the show needs him. Like, I think he's a big part of what makes the formula work, like what that character brings. So I don't understand how you're going to have a show and not have him in it be good, or I guess have a movie and not have him. Because I mean, it's a very obvious missing piece in those last episodes that he's just not there that's sort of what mason's for though because you know like you saw that mason took over that mantle of being like the Mm. you know the regular guy who Mm. is smart and is figuring things Mm. out so yeah i guess you know the functionality wise i get what you mean by that but as far as like what the character as a whole provides because there's a certain level of like the comedy aspect but also a certain level of nastiness that styles breaks that they need and i think it's mentioned at one point when there's the whole um argument between him and scott because of theo and theo kind of trying to make them divide ranks but the reason Scott for such a long time is able to keep his hands so clean is because other people are doing dirty work for him, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever that might be. But like you have that whole thing in season five where styles ends up killing someone in Mm self-defense and Scott stops talking to him. He sees him as a bad guy for a couple of episodes because of that. And I think, you know, when they're having that argument, I think it actually gets mentioned, Styles mentioned it. It's like, it's really easy for you to be able to say that when other people are doing this kind of shit for you. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, like, you know, it's a joke up until then, but Styles always showing up with the bat. Like that fucker's ready to get his hands dirty. He he beats up Ethan and Aiden fused together as an alpha to get them off of Derek and then slaps Derek awake. Like he's up in the mix. And as much as he's like the regular guy, he's trying to do as much as he can. And then even just the fact that he's ready and willing to be vindictive. Cause like Mason is really good with a lot of the research and he's really helpful on a lot of those aspects, but I don't think he has that same like nastiness that Mm -hmm. Styles could bring as a character. But I also feel like, especially during that time, there wasn't going to put in the effort of a black gay man that they was going to put into styles you know like and i love mason i think mason is a good character when you find out that he was the conduit for the beast great i loved it i loved it it made it made sense another time where the person that you least suspected because they're the most helpful the most you know intelligent person is the person who actually is turning into the weird person like the weird creature thingy but I think at that time, one, no one really liked Team Wolf 2.0, as they call them. Like, the that team, Team 2.0, um, because Theo was a mess. You <sighs> just thing, never liked the 2.0s. No one liked no one That's liked the problem on every show that does it. Yeah, because yeah, I remember that on Glee. Mm-hmm. Nobody liked the new kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Liam was annoying. I hate Liam I, so much. I, I think Mason was the him. best one out of all of them. Mason was the best one. Uh, and then what was Liam's girlfriend's name? I forgot her name. Hayden. Hayden. Hayden Romero. Yeah. Hayden. Also, you know, whatever. So I don't think they gave enough. Because the reason, like, Styles was important because he was the second build person, like. It was about Scott, but it was also about Styles. Like, as his best friend, as navigating, he got a lot of scenes, he got a lot of character development, and Mason did not get that. And so you, people didn't root for him like people rooted for Styles. But also mm. going back to the movie, because all these people are going to be in the movie, but going back to the movie, Allison is in the movie. So if Allison's going to be in the movie, 
Why couldn't they be back here? No, I don't think the movie. She I is built she was... in this movie. Oh yeah, she, she is. is. She is built. In I the think movie. it's gonna be a flashback. It, it has, has to be. She's well, dead obviously, she, yeah. If they really bring her back, no, that's, no, no, see, that's like one of the things no. I compliment the show for killing her. I think that was a fantastic idea to keep that. If they resurrect her, <laughs> I'm actually gonna be fanfare. It's fanfare garbage. And isn't Scott I, supposed to be with Malia now? I feel oh, like they. Yeah, if it's it. not, if it's not as a flashback, I feel like because Dylan, when Dylan decided not to come back. They had to bring the original people back because they because if it was just I mean we love Lydia but Lydia Scott and Malia is not like it's not the trio that people want to see but I think the thing is it's like Lydia after a while Lydia and Derek were all about style so not having styles there and only having them two is gonna be he Scott needs somebody to pull off of and the only person who can, he can do that. In the original core people is Allison, unless they bring back Isaac, and they, I don't think Isaac's coming back. So do no, he's doing think, a good job. <laughs> do you guys think they might recast Styles? No, no, they would <laughs> they, never. People will riot. I they mean, what you're riot. saying though, kind of like Lydia and Derek, like all, Styles is an integral character. Lydia's supposed to be with him. They're going to upset fans if they make it so that just to have not Styles in the show, they have Lydia broke up with him and Derek to him. I mean, I think he's going to be the guy in the chair friends. far away. I truly, yeah. that's what I think. I think they're going to have him. They, he's like, in the FBI now. The phone calls yeah. Yeah. or they're going to be like, they're just going to talk about him. Like, oh, look at what, you know, Styles got from the FBI. Like he was able to research this or whatever, but they would never recast them. Nobody would watch that movie. Maybe that's why it's taken so long. <laughs> no, straight up. No, oh, I, I would burn think, the place down if they I feel like style. people will people will riot and not watch it. Like people will be like out of principle for Dylan O'Brien. I will not watch the show. Like the only time it would be okay if they recast is if they were doing like a baby. Like they could do something like, oh, he's now a baby, like a child. But like that would be the only way that people will will be okay with it. Like they will have to go somewhere very weird and very strange for people to be okay with him being recast. I I yeah no we'll no, no 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 I we'll I see. truly think that it's just gonna be interesting like like I feel like I know why they had to bring Allison back or at least talk about her more is because who's Scott gonna talk to Malia who's also very integral to the Scott the Styles plotline of the but show Allison like, is dead how are they bringing her back <laughs> that's the question do you think it might be something like that the Beast of Javadon episode. Uh, where it was like that kind of like historical flashback. I did kind of like that. Episode, I did enjoy I it. Say. I did enjoy that. I thought that was kind of good. I enjoyed that. Bringing I like her back, but not bringing her back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like I'm going to watch it, of course, because it's Team Wolf and I got to support, but you can watch it and let us know if it's in it. And if he's not in it, then we're not watching it. It's on Paramount Plus, so it's not going to cost me anything to watch it. So. Would I have bought a ticket for it? Mm, I don't think I would have bought it. I would have waited. It's interesting to see like what the plot's going to be because you'd think based on the series finale that it's going to be them taking on Monroe, but like, mm-hmm. but Monroe isn't billed for the movie. She's not on the yeah. cast. Really? Yeah. So it's not that. Well, not to be rude, that has me more intrigued, honestly, because like I said, I had no interest in that storyline. I 
I have no idea. Cause like, I remember when it first got announced cause it was funny. That was one of the funniest days on the internet I've had in a minute. Oh, oh man. Um, but like, it said something about picking right up where the show left off. So I wonder if it's just going to be like the same idea overall, maybe not her specifically, but like, I don't know, against people who are hunters, which like, uh, okay. But in terms of expectations, like, honestly, it could have just recast her. Like what, what was the, the loyalty yeah, that's to this true. actress? I don't that's think it's point. that. I think it's people hated that storyline so much. I think they're trying to desist themselves away from it. They knew that if they went that route, it would not have been pretty because no one liked it anyway. But yeah, that's true. Is there a character named Eli Hale in the series? Because there's a character named Eli Hale in the in the cast for the movie. There is not. So it has something to do with the Hale family then. (laughs) Well, it's weird. So is Cora not coming back? Speaking of Hales. Oh my God. I'm mad about that. Cora Adelaide herself. Cora wasn't on the cast list for IMDb with the character names. Speaking of Adelaide, like why is she not coming back either? I don't understand why she came back the first time. That didn't make any damn sense. Because what age she would have had to been, first of all, she was supposed to be like the same age as Scott and Style. So she, they didn't know her from elementary school. That doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't understand how Derek and Laura completely missed their baby sister. It, none of that makes sense. Well, I just, like I said, I'm going to watch it. I don't feel like Teen Wolf needs an yeah. actual reboot. So like, and if it does, maybe years and years down the line, just to fix all the problems. But I don't no. think it's gonna get one anytime soon, and I don't think, I don't think it's ever really truly is gonna happen for a reboot. But you never know because the the movie came out in 1985, and so that was a good, what almost 25, six years in between. So you never know when people are hangering for a, a reboot. Do you, so so you be- guys don't think the original show will be brought back for any more seasons after, if if they have enough attention for the movie? Mm-hmm. No. If it I is, it's know. gonna be 2.0, and I don't, I don't care about them. <laughs> to be quite honest, I don't. Just, like, I don't like Liam and Mason and Corey. Like they're okay, but also like they should already have been graduated by now. <laughs> I don't know what. They're yeah, because they're seniors in the last season, mm-hmm. like the six oh two. Like Scott and Styles and all of them have already graduated, and then. Liam and his generation seniors. Yeah. So how do we feel about, um, so when Jeff Davis agreed to do this movie, he signed a deal for this movie and a new show called Wolfpack. Um, Mm -hmm. that's unrelated to teen wolf, but I think it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a teen werewolf kind of idea because there's a hole in the market for that. Are we going to watch it? Are we interested in that concept at all of like a teen werewolf show? Play. I love werewolves, so like I'm down with it. I think the problem with with Jeff Davis is if he's going to deliver. I feel like the first two seasons, first three seasons were great, but then it kind of teetered off. So hopefully he has a plan and he just doesn't just like balls to the wallet. Because I feel like after after a while, it was just like, what kind of people are we going to throw at this season? The, the Dread Doctors was literally the nail in the coffin. Those Nazi, whatever they were doing, I was like, this is where I 
log off. <laughs> so hopefully he doesn't do yeah. any of that creepy stuff. Like if it's well thought out, I love I will I'll watch it. I love the werewolves. I think they're one of my favorite creatures. Um one of my favorite mystical creatures out now. So yeah. So one of the things that I loved about watching Teen Wolf, and I think the reason that I enjoy rewatching it is the music. I feel like it's the one thing that MTV did right. Um, yes. In terms of like always plugging in like cool music, cool actors. Cool. Like I have a whole playlist on Spotify of just all the music that I started listening to because of Teen Wolf. And so if, if Jeff Davis's like new show or whatever has that same element, which is what I really liked. Like it was dark. It had a little bit of horror. It had a really great music selection like i could dig it i could like watch another show you know if it had that same vibe mm-hmm. i mean they were fighting think- to edm i love edm <laughs> no, the music is such a good the music is such a good point because i literally at at the same time like you mentioned the playlist i remember like back in the day that i still had my kindle fire and like i had a playlist on that like pre before we having spotify of songs from like the first two seasons and i think you know you just saying they fight to edm made me think of i think it's in the first season it's one of the times that hunters show up out of the hail house to fight Derek, and he like walks behind a frosted pane of glass and you see him like crack his neck and he comes out and face is transformed but it's like to the beat of the fucking house music oh going on I loved it. it's so good it's so good like a lot of those moments are really good the songs that they play when they're like lacrosse training are sometimes like it just fits really well and i remember like a couple of times i think it's actually the same episode i mentioned earlier where Derek turns into the full wolf but when that scene is going on the song playing in the background is arsonist lullaby by hosier mm-hmm. which is the perfect Derek hale song like if I am sitting down to make a character playlist, you know, like eight tracks <laughs> oh, or whatever. Oh, school YouTube. Oh my God. I could not think I, there's like not a better Derek Hale song on the planet. And like, that was when Hozier was like, not big yet, but like they had a lot of artists who ended up being a lot bigger later in the 2010s when they were really new because of that MTV, like you ought to know type of thing and like just some of the song choices were so well done like i said earlier like the creepy um black bad moon rising like covers that were really good it songs were really good good job mtv i guess you know the one time that mtv after the 90s decided that music was important remember when it stopped being a a music channel (laughs) but then it delivered when the tv show actually had great music supporting every oh scene like, we had scenes. great music like like we want to talk about like mtv reality tv shows hey peak 2010 <laughs> 20 like 2000s 2010 music all of it was great they did the thing they actually mm-hmm. delivered on the music that i still listen to those like um playlists mm-hmm. Okay, so it sounds like we have our hopes and reservations for the the movie, um, but it also sounds like we will all probably be, well, I don't know about me, but you will <laughs> be watching the movie. Um, and so uh, hopefully it doesn't disappoint, but there are some concerns as we've expressed. Um, but I know you three are super fans of the show. 
Um, I am not. So I will be quizzing you three on your knowledge of the show. Now this quiz, I know it's kind of difficult because I can only answer one or two of these questions. Um, so I know it's going to be get hit in some deep cuts. Um, but since three of you are taking it, uh, I'm not going to read the multiple choices unless you absolutely need them. I'm just going to ask the questions and huh. you guys will see if you can come up with the answer together. All right. You ready? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very cool. So the first question is who is Scott bitten by? Derek. Oh, no, Peter. It's Peter. Yeah. yeah. Peter. Peter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> correct. <laughs> um, I do not recognize that picture of Peter they, they put on the screen. I guess he changes from the first season. <laughs> he looks different in every season. He's coming back for so the movie too. So yeah, no, I'm into it. I think he's attracted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is the name? of Allison's mother. Victoria. Yeah, it is Victoria. It's Victoria. Victoria? How do you remember that? Very good. I do remember when she dies. That's kind of sad. Like she killed herself because she was going to become a werewolf. A werewolf. It was part of their like how you gotta be fuck around and find out she shouldn't have been doing that shit to begin with so you know you gotta be dedicated to the cause to do that you know um what is the name of the first episode <gasps> is it not pilot <laughs> oh my god um, i can give you the choices if we need them like a yeah in the woods. all right here's the four choices Lunar eclipse, no full moon, the bite, or wolf moon. Wolf moon, the bite. No, it's a full moon. No, it's wolf moon. Oh, wow, three separate answers. <laughs> I'll, I'll break the tie. I'm gonna do full moon because I feel like full moon sounds good. I feel like it should be called full moon. It was wolf moon. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was only convinced huh. by Ty's confidence in that. I really don't remember it at all. But I'm with Brooke. Full Moon sounds like a good title. Wolf Moon? Yeah, thought, it's not a wolf I, moon. I thought there was an episode later called Wolf Moon. There may up. be. Um, <laughs> like, there may be, like, these all might actually be episode titles, too. So maybe it's, like, switched. Oh. Like, maybe there's an episode called Full Moon later. Because that was really gotcha. an episode called The Bite, and I want to think... It maybe not be the episode right when Liam gets bit, but maybe the episode right after. <gasps> oh yeah, I, so I think the episode right. that he right. gets bit is IED. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I think the oh, next God. episode is called Bite. And maybe the episode like where Scott's like suffering from the full moon, like uh, Styles has to like chain him up, like in the first season, mm -hmm. has to like chain him to the radiator, and Scott like makes out with Lydia and stuff. <sighs> maybe that's called Full Moon because oh. it's like largely about mm -hmm. how he's on the full moon. That's true. I think you're right. All right. What was the name of Derek Hale's first love? Paige. Paige, yeah. Paige. <laughs> Correct. I don't know who that is. Um, all right. In the Deadpool, I have no idea of what that is. How much is Jordan Parrish worth? He oh. had to be like, he was one of the high like ones. Five yeah. million? Is that is like five million? Read the, read the, read the, the thing. So they're all, well, so it's 25,000. No. 5 million, 15 million, 25 million. Now, Brooke's gut was 5 million. I, it has to be. I'm hearing the choices. It's one of my most famous 
like highest notes on Tumblr when I thought that he was the Phoenix. I thought he was a Phoenix and I got a lot of notes on Tumblr for it in one of my proudest moments. But no, he was a stupid hellhound. But I thought it would be cool if he was a Phoenix. I'm just saying. So this is the bounty list, right? Yeah. Called the Deadpool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's what Deadpool is. That's why Deadpool's called Deadpool. So I want to say yeah. 15. Oh. Uh, I want to go fifteen. I feel like it's kind of high. But he was, he didn't, no one knew what he was though at that time. Who is this like he, Jordan Parrish? Yeah, mm-hmm. he was the deputy. Yeah. He was the deputy. Oh. I, so I want to say it was either five or 15. I don't think it was the 250,000 though. I don't think anyone nah. was that low. Maybe, I don't think anyone was that low. Well, I, was say, I think he was five. All right. Okay. Let's go All five. Right. Five. Correct. Oh, wow. He looks scary. He's like covered in fire. He's a hell He's so hot, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who slash what killed Allison? Oh, the Oni. Yeah. Correct. The Oni. The other choice is Void Styles, the Alpha Pack, and Nagatsune. Which they were working for the Nagatsune, but really the ah. only killed them. On oh, behest this is a, of this is a creepy picture too. Nugetsune. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is such a scary <laughs> show. <laughs> what is the name of the mental asylum in Beacon Hills? Eichenhouse. I can <laughs> And okay. This is a true or false. True or false. Has or Styles had a crush on Lydia since the fourth grade? False. Yes. I thought it was the second grade. But maybe I'm rethinking. I think I'm rethinking. But I think it's the fourth, it's the second grade. So false? I want to say false, but maybe it might be true. Correct. Since the third grade. Oh, the third grade. I read a lot of fan fiction about them. So I I I thought they were just asking whether or not, like, the truth was just whether or not he's had a crush since childhood. But I didn't know they'd try to catch you on the actual grade. Wow. That was. Mm -hmm. All right, what has Derek been charged for? Murder. Oh, murder. That's murder, yeah. murder. Murder? Murder. Yeah. yeah, more than once. Yeah. So Multiple many times. Murders. Okay, so before I select that, let me ask you the choice or choices because it's murder, uh-huh. armed robbery, bankruptcy frog, and mass murder. So is it murder? Does it or say, murder? Well, does it say when? Does it say what season? No. They show a, a picture of him running through the forest shirtless, though. Mass murder. Mass murder. That's, that's the mass murder charge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got the very one. can distinguish all the different murder charges. All right. That was season it is, six. It's mass murder. When he finds, that is when season six, six, where they're reusing footage from season one right. to show in the FBI class. Oh. Yeah. All right. So the next question is, what is Styles' real name? It starts oh, with an M. It's like mischief. Yeah. Okay, I'll choose yeah. the one that looks like that. <laughs> Correct. Yay! M I E C Z Y Slaw? Mike's yeah. Slaw? Mike's mm-hmm. Slaw? Wow. That's gotta be you gotta cool. watch the episode because it was really touching. I, I think I mentioned it in one of my favorite that's one of my favorite scenes when they go yeah. through. And it's also like a running joke in the whole show that you don't know what his real name is because it's not mm-hmm. Styles. And so like the first day of class, like the teacher will be like, and then he's like, I'm here. Styles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember 
I remember them like making kind of a nod at that, like, cause like, he, like the dad at the parent teacher conference, like shows him the name, but like, yeah, I do they ever, well, I guess they must tell his real name because you guys know mm-hmm. it, but, but it's the last season. Like it's, a last season. it's the very last season one wow. where you find out what his actual name is. Yeah. It's like when people are forgetting him and then, um, they go through, like Styles, like um, Styles' dad is like, oh, we would have named him. We would have made him this, or we would name him this, and they would go through all this stuff. And then, um, and then when he started remembering Styles, he goes through why, like they called him Styles. So that's the end of the quiz. You guys oh. got nine out of ten. Um, Look, so- we could have got ten out of ten if people would have listened to me. It's fine. <laughs> so you guys, it says, wow, you really know your stuff, but you're not yet the master. I am the master. <laughs> <laughs> I am the master. <laughs> um, but that, I mean, that that was very impressive. There were a lot of deep cuts in there. Uh, Style is a real name. I mean, Allison's mom um, and the the bounty for um, Jordan Parrish. Uh, what was that? The highest bounty then? Five million? That sounds like a lot. No, no. Oh. Scott. Scott. What was his bounty? 25 million dollars to kill him he's a true alpha i would have killed him (laughs) if i was styles i would have just stabbed him in the chest no that's literally what they was doing like literally they was like the whole season i'm like are we going to give back this money and they was like and so i was like no we got things to pay for um but i really liked that thread actually i thought that was like really well done especially since like all of those families having the financial like issues have been touched upon previously i i really like that um all right so any final thoughts about the series the movie anything we didn't cover that you guys want to share before we wrap it up watch one through three b that's all you need <laughs> Pretty much. Why, why is season three three a three b and season six is or six, i know why i, I have an answer Oh, is yeah. so Jeff Davis. Well, not necessarily just that. Um, Jeff Davis wasn't a fan of those like 20 plus episode seasons. Mm. Um, he liked the 12 season or 12 episode season model. Um, but for season three, MTV ordered double the amount of episodes because it had been so popular. Mm. And that's when they really started pushing it like going to Comic-Con. So he broke it up into yeah. an A and a B. And so anytime then that they had that big season order, he broke it up. Um, and that just became the the way. And I think A and B, you know, it's the story still connected, but it is two pretty distinct separate seasons. Mm-hmm. But okay. you need the stuff to happen in 3A for it to happen in 3B. Yeah, yeah. 3B the, is like a direct result. Of the nematon and the releasing the yeah. power to make the beacon come back. Like you needed that happening in 3A for 3B to, anything for 3B to happen. Okay. And oh. so with 601, like, you know, that's the, what, uh, Anukte? Like, whatever his name, like, the oh my God, creature's yeah. name, like, it had to escape the wild hunt. So it was a direct result of um, 601. All right. Well, um, before we leave, uh, do you guys want to tell our listeners where they can find you uh, on socials or anything like that? I'm just on Twitter, mostly, uh, if I'm on anything. Uh, and my ad's up. Uh, bookie brook so just bookie in my name the e on it <laughs> we'll put those handles in the description just like always 
and uh yeah and we'll put i know cammy's handle has already been in a previous episode so if anybody missed yeah, it social media for i i'm so sorry i'm like <laughs> i don't know do i do anything cool on the internet that people need to know about the answer is no thank you guys for so much for being on our next episode is something very special near and dear to my heart i feel like i've been saying this a lot because like supernatural teen shows were like a very thing that i was doing at this time but it's vampire diaries of another show that i haven't seen (laughs) but we're gonna definitely have a uh, guest who is also very who was also very addicted to the show as i was so i'm excited um all right well catch us next week and if you guys want to find out how i feel about vampire diaries after my week of consuming it (laughs) bye bye